Hello guys and welcome, welcome to, to Happy, Happy Single, Single Mums. Are you really just going to copy everything I'm saying? Yes! <laughs> Hello guys and welcome to Happy Single Mums, a podcast surrounding real single mummy life. So here's your host, me, Khalifa. Today we have a magnificent lady called Chanel. She has her own um, Instagram page called the MILF Tea. Do you want to tell the audience about what the MILF Tea is? Well, the MILF Tea is a page that I made called Mothers in Life Flourishing. I originally started it with someone, but obviously she's left the group now and I'm doing it by myself. But it's a motherhood community, just getting to know one another, sharing our struggles and stuff like that. And just giving each other advice, basically, you know, and just having somewhere to just be like, I need to vent, you know? So that's basically what it is. Yeah. yeah. And you're, you're a single mother as well, aren't you? Yes. Yes, I am. Tell me a little bit about your single mother journey. Okay, well, I met my partner when I was 19 and we weren't trying at all. And it was a complete surprise to us when we had Mally. And um, it was it was nice, but um, obviously like our relationship didn't work out because we had differences. I, um, you know, wanted to do certain things in life that he just didn't want to do. And he had a different path, wanted to do music and other things. And just personally, our families just didn't mix either. So there was just a lot of things that just it wasn't going to happen. When you put things in a mixing pot, it's like this just did not go together at all. So we sort of went our separate ways and Bob's your uncle. I'm a single mum now. And that's been my experience for, oh, I want to say the better part of like two years and about eight, nine months. So, so how have you found being a single mum? Because you like, when I look at your Instagram page, I love it because you're transparent. I love it because you're honest and you're open about your experiences. I know that there was a particular post that you put up when I think your, your son was having a little meltdown and you just yeah. was like, I cannot take this. Like you were yeah. so, so vulnerable in that that moment I was just like do you know what a lot of people like my friends and family are like oh my god Khalifa you're so strong tap on the back you know but that I actually sometimes forget the days that I've because my son's nine now do you understand so I forget the breakdowns in the park and the oh my yeah. god he's not eating his veg or you know like it, when <laughs> I look at yes when I look at your your Instagram page bearing in mind your, your child's so young it really it reminds me because yeah. we easily forget we forget the struggles so that's Definitely. why I actually like looking at your page I'm like oh wow you know I'm not gonna that must be nice yeah but at the same time I'm sure you're like glad like yeah I'm at part of that like when we're yeah, not <laughs> I am very glad but I feel like with every age comes an added responsibility it comes it comes there's an added stress do you understand yeah. and you have to learn how to I I it's something that I think the older a child gets the more you have to kind of let go absolutely you know you have to let go because even this week um because I, I I like I said I haven't really been on social media because my son managed yeah. to get an audition and he actually got an acting role and I had to yes I had to go along with him yeah yeah I had to go along with him but I was there as mum but he was so confident and I was just, I was li literally bricking it like, oh my God, my son is doing something. But 
have I had to let him go. And people were like, oh, why wow, your son's so confident? He went to the toilet by himself, was just talking to people by himself. But that's what I'm saying, that with every stage of your child's life, there's just an added stress and there's an added, no, 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 you've done enough. You've laid the foundation. Now you need to let them, you know, handle yeah. certain things themselves. And e- even that within itself is an is a internal battle for me. Like there's certain things I still... And fighting, yeah, about to let, let go. like relinquish, like literally letting go. Because obviously, as you said, you made a very big point. Um, the older they get, the more you sort of have to let go. How does that actually feel as a mum? Because it's sort of like it's your natural instinct to be it's like. It's hard. It's hard work, and we both have sons, and boys are very, very honest. Yeah. There's certain times where I'm sitting in this in the sitting room, and I'm like, oh, come and sit next to mummy, and he's like, no. <laughs> You know, he's like, no, I don't want to sit next to you. And I'm like, oh, okay. All right, then. I'll just sit here by myself. Doing that one day. (laughs) But the thing is, I know he's my child. I know that he's like, I I love him. He loves me. But just the older they get, it's just, you just have to just roll with it. Because I can't be that mum that's just constantly hovering over him. And just, I'm just like, all right, fine. Okay. Okay. You don't want to sit next to me? Fine. But then in the middle of the night, he'll come in my bed you know so it's kind of like a yin and yang but boys are the most loving they're the most loving kids ever but they're loving when they want to be I can't kiss him at the school gate anymore I used to be able to but now he's too cool he's too cool for school too cool for that he's like no not here yeah not here do it in the house or in the car but no 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 not not on the not on the school playground but um I was going to ask you, because you put up a post um, a while back, I can't remember when it was, and you were talking about like self-love and being single. I'm like, have you navigated dating during the global pandemic? Have you tried it? Have you gone online dating? Because you're so open about your experience. Yeah. Um, do you know what? So in this pandemic, I, I have tried online dating. Obviously, we've been in a lockdown. So that's been like the only method most people can sort of go through unless you sort of know someone and you sort of rekindle an old flame or whatever. So I sort of went through online dating. I joined um, Badu. I tried Plenty of Fish, Bumble, Tinder, Hinge and Hinge ended up being the one I feel I had the the best experience yeah. with I, experience. I have a little confession. I actually joined um I joined a dating website. Um this okay. was two years ago. Yeah. And um I saw some really good looking lads on there. However, I also saw three of my friends' husbands on there as well. Oh so I was like, yeah, so I ended up, I got so scared and I just ended up oh like, I screenshotted it. Yeah. I hope no one's oh listening. <laughs> I screenshotted it and I was like, oh my God, but who knows? It could have been like a fake profile that someone else is using and putting their picture on there. It's not a fake profile. It's damn like, oh my God. Did you, did you tell them? No way. That's not something I would ever do. I've made a mistake um, when I was much younger, to be quite honest, where I saw one of my girlfriend's partners out with, um, another lady and obviously yeah. it was really romantic and I then opened my big mouth and I was like look I saw your partner with this person and I don't know how it was but it just flipped on me you know oh they're God. still together and yeah. it was like oh your single friend doesn't want you to be happy it was not like that it's definitely not that it's like yeah. that is what so I saw. that really and we, we I actually lost a friendship because I told my friend 
the truth, the truth yeah. you know so I've learned my lesson but I feel like some women might already know who knows I'm not in I'm not in the marriage you understand yeah. so some women might know and some women might not know but I don't want to be the, the bearer of bad news because I've been the bearer of bad uh-huh. news before and then I was the one that was you they stopped talking to me both of them collectively you know so I don't get horrible so when I saw it's so manipulative because it's like you were definitely doing what I saw you doing and to think that you can stand here in this scenario and watch her tell me that she doesn't want to be friends with me and all of this anymore it's just so because I thought I went mad I was like no I definitely it was him I he was there they were kissing they were holding hands I was at the same restaurant you know and they just made it seem like no you're making this you're making this up and I was like to you honestly yeah so I've I've learned my lesson so when I was on that dating website and I saw that I just deleted the app I was like nope maybe (laughs) Jesus said no it was it was hinge oh my Hinge, yeah, and Hinge is kind of like um, Instagram, isn't it? Oh my god, babe, do you know know what, now that you've said that, right, because, not being funny, there was one guy that I spoke to, and he ended up having a whole partner who actually um, called me, and was like, oh, um, are you speaking to so-and-so, and I was like, well, we've only just started talking, I don't really know this person, just getting to know them, (laughs) I'm not invested whatsoever. So this is your person. Wow. Just take your package and go. I don't want any trouble. Yeah. I mean, that's that. I really don't. And that's the thing I find with dating in 2020. It's like things are so, I call our, I call our generation the Uber Eats generation. Things are so yeah. accessible. Like, and that's what makes me a bit scared about dating and being vulnerable. Because I'm like, if a married man can just go online and just create a profile you know, ready for anything. Who knows what he, he would have put up, ready for anything. Ideally, he could just meet anyone and then Bob's your uncle, Jill's your aunt, really, yeah. which is just really scary. It is, it is really. terrible, to be fair. Yeah, but have you, in regards to like the, because obviously Hinge is a completely different app, but like the other apps, how have you found them? Like, do you initially say that you're a single mom or you just talk to them and then let them know? Um, I'm, I'm not going to lie, like, First, before I even went online, right, I did the whole thing of actually Googling some advice because I have, I'll be honest, the whole world of dating before even getting onto online dating was just completely new to me. With my partner, we never really went on dates. Before that, I'd never really been on dates with guys. So dating just isn't something I've had any experience with. So I sort of went online and was like, you know, if I'm, you know, I've never been on dates, I've never done anything like I'm a single mom, what do I do? Most people, most women actually, who were single mums actually said that put it on your profile because the truth of the matter is it's your reality. Do you know what I mean? And automatically it sort of weeds out, yeah, all of the people that just are to some degree sort of stress, have some stress indicators or whatever. So maybe for instance, you might have someone who like, so I'm a single mum, right? And if someone sees that, they might think, oh, you've got a baby and I can't be bothered with that. So guys that might just want a low level of commitment um, might not necessarily be responsible or they're only looking for sex and stuff. People like that might not necessarily swipe right on me because from the get-go, they can just sense that this is a single mom. She probably wants more than just, do you you get my point? So to some degree, that's what most of the mums had said. So I thought... You know what, in, in that sense. And then also it's that thing of like, it's my reality and I want to wear it proudly. Like, this is what I am. I'm a mother. Do you know what I mean? I've got a child. Yeah, but I think 
for me, the only reason why I wouldn't do that is because I I don't know why. Maybe because I worked for um in within safeguarding for so many years. Like I would think, okay, if imagine if I see a predator, you know, like God forbid, if if I put down initially that I am a single mom, then if you don't know who a predator is as well. So I would initially I didn't on when I did the hinge um profile, I didn't put that I was a single mom at all. I just my, my that actually is an interesting thought because I haven't really thought about that perspective like predators actually using online dating platforms yeah or children that's not actually an element I'd actually thought about because you know to me I just would simply think I just don't put my son's pictures up on there at all all you're looking for is me the mother so my son is there's no inkling of my son not even a mention of what he does just that I'm a single mom they don't even know that it's a son do you get yeah. my point? Like, yeah. I have a child. Yeah. So that's sort of the way I've, I put it on my profiles, but not yeah. necessarily a, super, a lot of detail, like my son's energetic or whatever. I definitely want to take it that far. It's like, you don't need to know the details about my kid. You will only know that if you are someone who's going to be in a com- committed relationship with me. Do you know what I mean? Or you already are in a committed relationship with me. Then you'd be getting to know my son and seeing all those things. Yeah. And how yeah. long have you been on the... Well, how long were you on the site? Um, I joined... Hinge, I want to say in April this year, um, and I joined Bad Do October last year. But then, like, have you you've been on dates? Then haven't you? How have you found the dates? Two dates. Oh no. Um, the one I went on one date um, in London to some restaurant called Mango Tree, which is actually really really nice. Yeah, Mango but, Tree is lovely. Yeah, it was lovely there. The food was really nice. But um, the only thing was he was 45 minutes late, which was a little bit annoying. Yeah, like 45 minutes late. That was like, what the hell? Um, and I was just sat there waiting for ages. Um, so aside, but aside to that, it wasn't too bad. Like we had a great rapport. We were chatting. We had a really, really good time. And then after that, he just dropped me back home. So it was good. I had a good time and we, we were chatting. But then the only thing that was a bit weird was I found that we had great energy on the day. But then after that, he never really, it just dipped. And it's sort of a bit confusing. And I I find sometimes I feel like what's happening from the two dates that I've had, I feel like what happens is these guys meet me in person. They sit down and we're having an actual conversation. And perhaps from the actual conversation, they're sensing that, I don't know, maybe I'm just not the kind of person they want to get with. I don't, I don't know. I'm not sure what it is because it just seems really weird to me that it's like the conversation would just... But it's not, you, it's not, you don't, do you think it's because of the single motherhood or you just think it's just... I want, sometimes I wonder if it's that because when, when, it, when it gets to that, I just, you know, talk about my life, mainly about me. They might ask me questions like, oh, so like you're a mom, like, okay, that's cool. Like, what do you do? Where are you from? And conversations like that. But then it's the fact that we, we'd be laughing, we'd crack jokes and then there'd literally be nothing after that date. So it sort of makes me feel like, what, what's the disconnect? Do you know what I mean? Between yeah. us having a good time on the date and then suddenly after that, it's like, oh, you're not really messaging anymore. And I feel like I'm, and that's another thing I don't like as well. Being a woman as well, there's already that feeling of not wanting to be the person that's constantly like, hi, hi. So it's like, I will just wait for them to sort of message and there is no message. So it's sort of like, oh, do but, I But don't you also think that in 2020, like the gender roles have kind of changed. I was reading somewhere recently, um, there's this particular actress, I can't remember her name. Um, she's a, a black uh, American actress and she actually slid in her, they engaged now in her partner's yeah. DM and she was like, oh, hi, you're very good looking. And then they hit the, they just hit off a conversation from Instagram 
That's amazing. And now, yep, and now they're, they're engaged. I love that. See, I love that level of confidence. I don't feel like I've attained that yet, where I can go into a guy's dance and be like, hi, I find you really attractive. Because there are definitely guys that I've found attractive in this period now, but I've never been like, I find you attractive. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, it's been difficult to sort of ramp up that courage. And I think it's also, again, because I'm... I won't lie, I am one of those women that is quite tied to the traditional... Yeah, the norms, yeah. yeah. The traditional norms, I'm not going to lie. And it's not necessarily a good thing um, because I do believe that, you know, sometimes being too tied to those values sort of is yeah, bad yeah. for the respective roles. But that being said, it's like I do like my man to be a man's man and be the one to... Exactly, know, like for me, in, in, I, there's certain deal breakers for me on a date. It's like I strongly believe that if you're going to invite me out on a date, I shouldn't have... I don't like women. a man would say, oh, where would you like to go? You know, because I feel like I then I'm, like planning, I'm planning my date. And secondly, I can't stand people being late because I feel like time is the only thing in life that we cannot buy back. Yeah, it's my time, my time well. in the beginning... Yeah. You know, because I honestly feel, I know it's just going to sound so bad, but like the honeymoon period really should show you how much of an effort a guy puts in. Like if he's going through, you know, jumping through hoops, messaging you every morning, saying, how yeah. are you? How can I help? Would you let's, see, let's meet up again? Like there's a lady, lady I spoke to, her name was Karen Stanley. And um, she's got this book called um, How to Attract Mr. Right as a Single Mom. And then she says in the book that if you go on a first date, and the guy isn't asking you for the next date, he's not the one. Or you shouldn't even give him a time and date after, you know? Absolutely. That means that he's not even forward thinking. It's that, about that. being a Because I feel like when you think about it, like a man is the leader of the family. If we're talking about like the traditional sense of like values and stuff and whatever. Yeah, we're not saying we're not equal, but you know, we, we're thinking about the fact that, yeah, you lead the family. So essentially like, I want to see that you are intentional about mm -hmm. the person that's going to be guiding you and aiding you in creating this family like you're intentional about you know where you're taking me and the questions you're asking me and yeah. you know the next day like you said all of these things are really really important if a man yeah. can't even lead then how will he lead later on in life when it's yeah. really important when you have i went i went on a date during the pandemic and the guy um he's he's absolutely lovely the, the yeah. guy um said to me okay i want to take you to this restaurant i was like okay fine and then he said to me um I'll send a taxi to you at eight o'clock. And I was like, huh? You're like, you know, most... I, I love when people are like that. Most... Like, I haven't had that in so long, but I was so shocked that, like, he was like, I'll send a taxi to you at eight o'clock. You know, usually I'm thinking, okay, because I drive anyway, so I'll, like... But it was just a nice experience. Definitely, definitely. Just, just a, Do you know, I was reading on um, Gingerbread, the, um, the lead, UK leading single mother website. Yeah. yeah. So the Gingerbread website, it said that a, a single mother, on average, after a breakup, it takes them five years before they actually settle down. It is, it is quite long. And I think about the fact that I've been single for like almost three years now. So that is a very realistic average. Yeah. Realistic. Because, you know, right now I would say I'm still... I'm still in a dating pool. Like I, I would classify the space that I'm in right now, I would classify it as I'm talking to someone. But intentions aren't very much clear yet, mm. which for me is an issue. So I'm I'm only prepared to move forward once intentions. But do you think intentions have to be made clear before anything happens, anything, anything physically, anything in 
Well, yeah, emotionally, do you think like, because I always say to people, especially a lot of men, I've said this so many times that no one gets into a car without knowing the destination. You know, I don't know anybody that sits in a car that doesn't know where it's going, Uber, anything. So as the older I have become, the more I've realized that, do you know what, I can't do the um, one night stand. I, I don't know how to do it because I honestly feel, because we'll, I honestly feel like we as some women anyway, we lie to ourselves in regards to thinking that we are like, we are able to have, do that, have intercourse with someone and not get emotionally attached. I think that like sex is something for me personally, might not be for everyone else, but sex is something that's so intimate and it's so precious that you can't just do it. Oh yeah. With, no, with, I'm gonna send you um sorry to butt you off. I'm gonna send you a post because it's got to do with exactly what you're talking about. Yeah. Sort of yeah. Today. And I think that we as a generation are, are, it's we've become so free that we've got a rope and we're ha- we're basically hanging ourselves. Like I remember when I was younger and I used to watch like Sex in the City and I used to think, oh my God, they're so liberated. But now when I sit back and I look back and I think to myself that I couldn't be sleeping with someone every single night and thinking that this is normal behavior. Like this, the, what we have been sold, what we have been sold is not normal behavior. It is, it's that, you know, if they sat, if all four of those sex in the city ladies sat down and spoke to a therapist, they've got some daddy issues somewhere. Absolutely. Somewhere, you know? So I honestly think that we as women, we, we, we lie to each other like, oh, do you know what? Yes, yeah, fine. Just find someone that you could just sleep with. No strings attached. No, because after five or six times, I'm like, where are you going? You're staying here tonight. <laughs> you know, that where are you? That, that is what happens. So it's like, we, we, we really shouldn't just kid ourselves. And I think, again, it's just that sense of like, like you said, sex is, I feel like we've trivialized it so much. Like it's become... Like, like, understand that most people these days are more uncomfortable if you kiss someone than if you had sex with someone. Like, I, I remember seeing this somewhere, that more people feel like it's more of a betrayal to be kissing someone and sending, like, you know, and, and have, like, deep emotional conversations than to just be having casual sex with someone. And it's like, what, what, what is wrong with people? Yeah, like, I don't know. What, what are we what, talking what kind about of... here? What are we actually talking about here? It's like, let's, where's our rationale gone? Like, definitely. What, do you, what are your thoughts on like dating? When do you think it's the right time to start dating? When the child's younger or older? Um, do you know what? This is a good question, but I would, I, I, do you know what? Um, if we're going off by choice, right? By choice, if I was just to decide and choose, and I would say at a time where I feel like, okay, my child is going to school Monday to Friday. They've got like a routine. They've got a pattern. They're older. We can have like deep conversations where I can sort of explain things to you. And you don't necessarily understand it in an adult context, but there, there are childlike ways I can explain it to you where you understand the adult context that I'm trying to share with you. Do you know what I mean? And I think in that sense, I would say that... I don't know. I don't want to say the right age because I, for some people, they've been single and had children and three to four weeks into having a child, they've just met somebody outside and boom, it ended up being the most amazing experience of yeah. their life. They got married a year and a half later, whereas some people are single for 10 years and then they meet someone. And 
some people choose to go looking for someone two years in some people choose looking to go looking seven years in five years in but I for me personally I would maybe go at about like five six I'd say that would yeah. be my threshold at that I'd be like I'm lonely <laughs> now I really want to get into the pool <laughs> I'm like okay. I can't do it anymore <laughs> no because I do know a lot of older ladies that have been single moms but they have you know, I met um, a lady, she's been single for 22 years, and she said to me that she want, yeah, yeah, after she got a divorce, she said that she, um, religiously anyway, because she was a Christian anyway, so she said she refused to have, like, sex out of out of marriage, but, um, but she said that she wanted her children to be older and out of the house, and then yeah. she wanted to start focusing on herself, but then on the flip side, then she said to me that, well, now that she is a bit older and her kids are independent and no longer need her, the dating scene is even twice as hard. Like it's harder for her to meet someone now. When in actual fact, when a child is quite young, it's good because at least then you all can ideally grow together. Uh, Yeah. You know, so it's, I think... But yeah, like I do, I think, like, like I said, I feel like there's not, there's never really a right time. It's different for every person. It depends on your own experience, you know, like, yeah, it just depends on your own experience. Like I've, I've got friends who sort of met someone like four years into sort of having a child, you know what I mean? Like their child is four and now they finally met someone, do you know what I mean? Whereas, you know, I know people who've literally met someone months in, you know, like. Yeah, like Heidi Klum, she met um, Seal when she was still pregnant. Yeah, imagine that. Imagine. So what do you um what do you think? Do you think every woman should get to know themselves sexually? Because I know that you put up a post about um different toys. <laughs> yes, women. I did. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know what? I do I do believe this is important. I do believe it is. Um, and I'll say why. I think it's important to get to know yourself in that way because it's a it's a part of us for a reason, right? And it's an it's sex wouldn't be wouldn't exist if it wasn't experience we needed to have and the pleasure aspect of it wouldn't exist if it wasn't something we were meant to experience so why not understand it and figure out you know i mean what works for you what you enjoy what's going to work in the bedroom with your partner what works for you when you're by yourself if that's what you're into do you know what i mean like why not like i feel like it's healthy too because i feel like sometimes having a lot of um I don't know, but a lack of knowledge in that area sometimes can be a little bit, it, it, it can reflect itself in other areas in life that are completely unrelated to sex in, in, entirely in some ways. Like, I feel like, so, in, I, I don't know if that's for everyone, but like for me, I feel like my sexual energy is sort of tied into like my confidence as a person as well. Like most definitely, I do feel like that does tie into my confidence too, like how I feel sexually like just my energy not necessarily being sexually attracted to other people but just within myself like my aura do you know what I mean so yeah like sensuality it's more so it's more so sensuality than it is sexuality but yeah it's a whole massive field to like study and get into but it is it is good to sort of get to know these things about yourself like understanding like you know your vulva knowing all the parts like and not just about sex as well but like even about your period and like all sorts of things that you can do like a yoni cleanse you know what I mean like I was even just doing a lot of research about that this week as well because that's something I've really gotten into like looking into having my yoni cleanse because spiritually like you know it's our womb it's like you know the place where we house our kids and stuff and you know it's holy and all of this like spiritual stuff like sorry I know you're like Christian and everything but like chakras and all of this stuff I'm quite a 
starting to get interested into as well okay. and I do believe in God and stuff too but it's just sort of like something I'm sort of branching into and getting yeah. interested in but yeah there's just all sorts of stuff but yeah I don't, yeah I am I am a I am a Christian but um I I find that mentally I don't know why but when it comes to like masturbating stuff like that it's just this is just me I don't know whether I'm yeah. just such a square but it hasn't it's never really been for me Okay. It's, never, it's never really been for me and even though I'm saying this on a blooming podcast but there was a particular time I actually bought a um I bought a bullet okay. and I had it in my house um it was a little pink one and um I started using I thought mm, okay let me see if I feel anything it was okay I had like seven different motions however there was a particular day that Khalifa over here left the bullet out and who found it her child Oh God, oh no, that's the worst when they And I have never in my entire life, and I just thought this is a punishment from God because I was there sinning, <laughs> you know, zzz, yeah. Oh my God. <laughs> and I have never screamed so loud because my son was like, mommy, what is this? I was like, put it down now. It was the most horrific thing I'd ever experienced. Oh and then I decided that I was going to hide it because I was like, what am I going to do with this thing? And yeah. till today, I kid you not, I you cannot find the it. thing. It's somewhere in my house. I can't find it, you I'm know? I swear to you. Funny. I've got something like that as well. Like I've got a purple one that's somewhere in this house and I know I can't find it like at all. And I can't I, find it for ages. And that's what led me to get like another one. But yeah, but I've just not been a fan. And I also have a very, very close girlfriend that she um and she's uh, yeah i'm not i i think the reason why i'm not a fan of um masturbating and um the bullets and all of that stuff is because i don't like porn i've never liked it ever since i was a kid because yeah. um not a kid but I, I, I when i was maybe around 16 17 do you know when you go to a boy's house or something like that and that would be the first thing that they would put on like just to see whether yeah. well in my generation anyway just to see whether they'll get you in them and it just since then so yeah. seeing it when I was 16 it just made me feel uncomfortable so whenever I see it now I just feel like un- it reminds me of being in the room with someone and feeling so uncomfortable and wanting to leave so every time I see it now that's interesting actually and now that you mentioned that the fact that somebody was in the room when you saw that would you say that that's created an element of you feeling ashamed I, I wouldn't say I feel ashamed I don't like watching other people have sex I just even when I'm watching also just that like yeah I feel like it's something that is so intimate and it's something that is so private that I don't think that anyone else should be looking at it and I'll tell you another thing that's happened so two things that happened um I have a very close girlfriend she um said to me that she had watched porn so much and she had used her bullet thing so much that she no longer has sensation down there Oh my god. Yeah. So I do think that like porn especially as as much yeah we are single moms yes we do need affection yes we do need sex yes we do need we need love but I think to myself that porn is such a gateway to certain things because she said to me that she initially started just watching like normal porn man woman and then it went to oh okay let me watch this kind of porn and let me watch this kind of porn that it just got yeah Yeah. it, it created like a little monster that she she herself couldn't control you know she has a quarter control and I just think that like 
a lot of people don't talk about certain things like this that you know and I do know a, a, a chap as well that he was unable to actually fully you know enjoy sexual intercourse because he would have sexual intercourse but he wouldn't be able to like ejaculate he would actually have to pull out and then sort himself out because he had watched so much porn you know so I just think that there's so many things that people aren't talking about but I'm yeah. seeing the other side to it. Everyone's like, oh, yeah, just sit in your house. It's a Saturday night. Watch Fifty Shades of Grey and, you know, 365, enjoy yourselves. But I'm like, no, this, people are telling me some other things. So I'm like, I'm not going down this road. Rude, yeah. And do you, do you know what? I think ultimately, like, sex is nicer when it's an experience shared between two people who love each other. And, you know, there's a deep and profound respect for one another as well it's just a much more beautiful experience and I think that is really well not necessarily I, I wonder right because I watched this program on Netflix I don't know if you've heard of Vox it's like a documentary series on there but they did one on um, monogamy and talking about the fact that it's a man-made construct and that when you look at the biological makeup of human beings we are supposed to have multiple sexual partners and just be we are actually supposed that that's by science that is what we're supposed to be doing right really i think yeah that's that's what that's what they're arguing that by science we are supposed to have multiple partners that that is the way it's set up when you think about it um, one man has like millions of sperm and it's one egg do you know what i mean so it's sort of like just go ahead dominate all of the women or whatever but that was sort of what <laughs> the explanation was and essentially what i'm trying to say is in some weird way it's like i I tried to get with that, but then I thought about the fact that, you know, then why is it that if that is the case, right, that we're scientifically supposed to be doing that, then why is it that it, there is almost a physical sensation and reaction towards being so profoundly in love with someone and doing that action or being so hurt and distraught when a person that you love so much does that very thing with somebody else. That's the one thing that I can't particularly just get with because it's like, why, why is there almost like a real rapid fight and flight response to this yeah. thing happening? It doesn't make sense if it's just supposed yeah. to be frivolous and just trivial and whatever, you know? That's why I'm saying that sex to me is, it's, it's a spiritual act that people do not talk about, that it's not, you just can't just do it with anybody. And I right. get like me being and me being older now and me having my son I get why it should be between a man and a wife I get it now I didn't before but I so get it now because it's you can't carry on you're given pieces of you to different people yeah you're essentially you're given pieces of you to, and you can't have yeah you can't carry on like I'm taking pieces of them as well exactly yeah it's exactly. like an energy exchange. Yeah, and imagine if you exchange any energy with someone that you shouldn't be exchanging energies with because people carry so much weight and so much trauma, trauma. so much yeah, so much anger and you're absorbing that, you know? Exactly that. Absorbing and it's that. so weird. That's what the post was saying, basically talking about you just being a dumping ground for this person's just trauma and negativity and everything you have no idea what you're opening yourself up to when you just have sex with absolutely anyone 
exactly I remember one of my friends although this is going to sound a bit weird and dodgy he went on holiday with his um, girlfriend and he left his girlfriend in the hotel room and he went to um, the bar and he saw this according to him you know like Khalifa saw this sexy tomato there yeah a lady so he's like I saw this sexy girl there and he walked over to her at the bar and she said to him that well if you want me for the night it's a hundred dollars yeah and he said yeah and he went to go and book book the hotel and he um he slept with her I, I, I'm hoping he used protection but anyway he's he slept with her and he said to me it was the weirdest thing after he slept with her he felt some like she had taken something you know he just felt it like he had taken something and then he said as soon as he got back to his act he went on holiday with his girlfriend so as soon as he got back to the hotel with his girlfriend for some reason as soon as he entered like the room she just started going off on him like where have you been like it's as if to say she knew you know and they got in a massive fight by the time they came back home from holiday they'd broken up um, he said that when he came back to, to the UK, um, he like kept on getting like parking tickets. He said that he lost his house. Like he just said that after he slept with this girl and he was saying to me that I will never in my life pay for sex. He was like, I will never pay. He was just like, it was just a weird, like even as soon as he ejaculated, he just said that he just felt something just went. God forbid. That is so scary. <laughs> That's the reality that like, we exchange and even with friends as well. Have you, have you ever like had like a business idea and you've told two friends, one's like, oh, well done. And another one's just like, really? Oh, are you really sure you want to do that? Or what? You know? Yeah, kind of downplay what you're doing. Yes, it's about energy. And that's something that we do not like to see. Sex Absolutely. is energy. Masturbating is giving away your energy in some sort of way, you know? So... What are your thoughts on like waiting for the right person? Oh, waiting for the right person. I, I think that's the right thing to do. Do you know what I mean? Like, I feel like, for example, using myself as like a case study, right? Like I've been single for the last two years, nine months and going through online dating. Like the one thing I try not to do is, you know how sometimes as a woman, not every woman, but sometimes as a woman, you might find yourself online and you might be talking to a person and you might just each new person that you end up speaking to you try and identify that person as the man and I think it's a it's a trap that women need to stop sort of falling into every new man that you speak to is not necessarily the man he's just a man and I think that is sort of the approach I've taken or I'm trying to really trying to stick with now that you are just a man but by with your actions you will show me whether you are the man yeah. I'm sort of looking for do you know what I mean so I think that is it is important to wait for the right person you don't want to invest yourself and your time into a relationship that's not going to serve you yeah that's going to better you that's not going to you know take you from strength to strength because that's your relationships are meant to be beautiful do you know what I mean like that's the whole point of them it's it's a I don't know it's just beautiful that's what it's supposed to be just full of love and all of that so it's like 
if that is, you know, what I'm gunning for, then yeah, let me wait for that. Let me not rush and just take the first thing coming and assume that that's what it is. Wait for the real deal. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. You're, what you said is right. Cause it is, I, I think I've been guilty of that in the past whereby every guy I meet, every guy I meet, I'm like, Oh, are you the one? Are you the one? And it's emotionally draining. So the two years that I have been single, I've just, I've been on dates and stuff, but I've just, got to the point whereby look if you if you if you don't meet the one you're not gonna die babes you know so that's the ethos I need to have like and even doing the podcast as well the amount of women I've spoken to I've realized that we as women we sit around we wait for the prince charming we're like Rapunzel in this tower just waiting and waiting and waiting and make sometimes God's like you need to let your hair down and and rescue yourself you know and absolutely yeah and I think that like once you have you become that woman that you know you want to be you've sorted out your business you've got your you sorted out your degree or whatever it is you want to achieve in life and then a man actually sees you and thinks oh my god I want I only want to add to to what she is because she's already whole and I feel like a lot of times when women are not whole and they go looking for someone that's when that narcissist will smell you from a mile off or that's what's happened to me Absolutely. you can just smell it you know that she mile away yeah I'm so when, yeah so when even down to the courting stage I think that certain guys just get put off because I'm just like okay all right yeah you like me why do you like me what do you want what's your yeah. intention you know and then even as soon as I start asking questions like that it I I'm like weaving who who's who's meant to get my time and who who isn't because if you can't answer certain questions and if you don't like I said earlier if you're gonna get in a car you don't know the destination I'm too I don't know well seasoned darling (laughs) to 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 be messing around and playing games like if you want to have sex go on tinder like if you you know like I'm not that is what tinder is for (laughs) <laughs> yeah, I'm not table tennis for you just to come no. come along and, and be entertained. I'm not Netflix. <laughs> no, definitely, definitely not. Sure. Yeah. So what's your, like, hope for single mums then? Like, when you think about, like, dating and relationships? Because my hope. Oh, my hope. Include yourself in it as well. And for myself? Oh, okay. My hope for us is... Um, I would say, first off, that we sort of find um, a sense of comfort and strength in our realities and the lives that we're living. So, you know, first and foremost, like, understand that, you know, if a man comes into my life, he is secondary. Do you know what I mean? The main reason the boat moves, the main reason everything is in motion is because I am in charge and I'm making it work and he's coming into my life and adding to that. Um, So I think, you know, for most women, that's what I'm hoping um, would be what happens in regards to men. Um, I'm hoping that, you know, we're able to find the time to sort of invest in our personal endeavors and our businesses and things that we're passionate about. Um, and I'm hoping that we all get to see next year, you know, this year has been crazy. Like even that, that should have been the first thing I even said, like, who cares about men? Like shit, that's the first thing. We survived. Know. Yeah, that we survived, that we live and, you know, that, that we just yeah, that we are able to cross over into the next year because this year has been insane. And I'm just hoping that everybody just finds happiness, you know, in their own lives and just find their purpose and joy in their everyday life and, you know, in your kids and stuff like that. But yeah. Do you want to have more kids, by the way? I didn't even ask you that. 
Oh, me, definitely, definitely, I do. I, I would love to have more kids, definitely. Oh, yeah. What yeah. about you? I do, I do. But it's so, um, I would love just to like have like, twins or something just to get over and done with and not have to go back again and again yeah definitely and I, I funny enough in my family we've got twins running and my my grandma had twins and it skipped my mum I think it skips a generation doesn't it oh, so it could be you then so someone along our line in our family could get it whether it's me or my cousins or another bunch of cousins or whatever but someone will definitely have twins so yeah I hope, hope fingers crossed it's me it's family. you yeah having to do all of that again and yeah, again honestly yeah. like, how was your birth experience actually I feel like mine was so traumatic mine wasn't it wasn't great at all I was in labor it's weird but as soon as I got to the hospital I, I, I'm not going to mention the hospital but yeah they were they were not nice at all I oh. wanted to go to the hospital by myself although my fam because obviously my, my son's dad wasn't involved but I wanted to go by myself but my family insisted on going with me um when I got to the hospital I was in so much pain and I said to the the lady that listen I'm, I'm gonna have a c-section and then she then said to me no you're not she said look at your she had my green book she was like yeah you asked you said you want a normal birth and you said I thought I was superwoman I did ev I was eating organic food doing yoga I was like I didn't want to have any drugs but when the pain lick me oh my god that pain it was yeah, I was saying to my friend, it felt like a thousand hot slaps. I've never experienced, because I initially thought with childbirth, it was just going to be like period pain. I'm like, mm, I have very bad period pains. It's just going to be like that. But it was just the weirdest. You feel, you feel, you feel like you're dying, right? Yes. <laughs> yeah. And the thing is, the fact that I my... I really morbid, but that's the only way I could put it. Like, I felt like I was dying. Yeah, the fact that it, the pain goes away and then it comes back again. So it's like, oh, I've gone, I've gone. No, 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 I'm back, I'm back. You know? When did you feel the most pain, actually? Was it the contractions or the pushing? I felt the most pain when the doctor put his whole hand in my vagina. Oh. Because my son's, yeah, that's why I said my, my, my childbirth was traumatic because his neck, yeah. it's the umbilical cord is wrapped around his neck. Oh, my God. And they kept God. on trying to twist him and then they put my legs on these stretcher thingies and then they had this thing to try and pull his head out but then his heart rate so I basically had two yeah I was violated twice so he my son's heart rate was going down and then they had to rush me to go and have a c-section and that was the thing I said as soon as I got to the hospital I was like I'm gonna have a c-section women ignored me 36 whole hours later what did I end up having a c-section so now when I'm naked I look like I've got a smiley face <laughs> I love that I look like I've got I'm like, my body is happy. Happy single mom. <laughs> I love that. I love that. I absolutely love that. Did you, did you, wait, did your, did your audience know that? No, not at all. Do you know what? That is, that is a really amazing fact. Do you know what? There goes solidifying branding. Happy single moms. I love that. Absolutely love that. That's amazing. Crazy, crazy. Where can people find you on social media? Oh, you can find me on Instagram at the milk tea that is my instagram the milf tea and i have a podcast also called the milf tea and that's on spotify as well you guys thank you so much i've loved this this has been so much fun it has it's been so refreshing having you thank you for being so open so honest about your experiences and i would love to chat again like i would yeah you need to do this on my podcast as well definitely we will do yes I we need to doing um lives actually so we can do like a nice live session that would be that'll awesome. be awesome anytime any day let me know Perfect, I will yeah. do that. Guys, you've been listening to Happy Single Moms. I'm your host, Khalifa. Bye.
You can find me on Instagram, Khalifa and Josiah. I would love to connect.